happy hour i'm ashley i'm mallory and we are back with you today with episode 16 we are almost to episode 20 which is a um, milestone a milestone we have a list of milestones that we're trying to meet and that would be one of them yes but we're not there yet (laughs) anyways how are you mallory i'm good been busy with a lot of different life events not really big life events, <laughs> but life events nonetheless. Um, we've done a lot of stuff together lately. Yeah, we've been hanging out. I guess it was, was it last week? We went out and got some drinks and like put out some rabbit hole happy hour postcards yeah. around different places where we live with like a little QR code to find the podcast. So if you happen to find this episode from that, please leave a comment on our Instagram at yeah. rabbit hole happy hour and let us know. That would be so crazy. Yeah. Other than that, we also decided to work on our fitness. Yeah. <laughs> we finally succumbed to Orange Theory's weekly phone calls to I know. Us. Oh my God. They were calling us so much. And always at lunchtime for me. Yeah. And dinner time for me. I never answered their calls. So I think they called me more because I just didn't give in. <laughs> I didn't answer after a while either. But anyway... We're now Orange Theory Fitness gals. Well, the last class we did was in December. So I think we mentioned it on another episode. We did another first class last week and my groin was ripped apart. (laughs) Ruined. My groin was mangled. (laughs) Ashley texted me and she was like, I can't sit on the toilet. (laughs) I had to have like support from the walls around me to... Make my butt meet the toilet seat. Otherwise, I would just like fall onto it. Yeah. And I would like basically throw myself in and out of my car because I couldn't (laughs) bend over. Anyway, so, you know, we we did the class and our groins hurt and we're like, you know what? Let's (laughs) sign up and pay for this. Yeah. (laughs) Let's pay them every month and do this Fuck up my groin every day. (laughs) We've since done one more class and I did mine yesterday. Ashley did hers today. I'm sore i'm getting more sore as the day goes on but it is nowhere near as bad as the first time so a little relieved yeah i was supposed to go with mallory yesterday but i um i had forgot that for my birthday and for my husband's birthday my mom and my stepdad got us a cooking lesson like a private cooking lesson they were they were in attendance um (laughs) but it's this amazing chef from Parma, Italy. His name is Chef oh, Luca. I didn't realize he was Italian. Yeah, he's very Italian. He's a character and a half, guys. Oh. But we made like two different types of pasta, filet mignon, bruschetta. <laughs> That's how you say it. Oh. And then he made us a custard with strawberries. Ooh. So yeah, it was really fun. And he is literally insane, but I love it. We heard about him because my parents had gone to one of his classes that he hosted at his apartment. And I forget, I think we're all like sitting around the table that it was a big family event. And they were like, we didn't tell you guys about our, our cooking class we took. And we're like, oh my God, what happened? And they're like, it was literally the most insane event we've ever attended in our lives. Oh my God. Um, They said that. So basically when he hosted them at his place, he would have like several different people come. So it was like a few couples and then like a pair of sisters or whatever. And this one girl just got so drunk that she 
threw a wine glass at the wall. In this guy's apartment? Yeah. Actually, she stood up and she's like, can I throw this wine glass at your wall? And he's like, go for it. What? And she did it. And then she like signed her name beside the spot on the wall. Oh my God. Why? (laughs) And then another guy was like, hey, Chef Luca, do you have any weed? And he's like, oh my God. Of course I do. (laughs) And he was like a weed sommelier handing out... Joins to everyone, apparently. No, not really, but... Um, oh my god, that is crazy. So when they told us about that, my husband and I were like, sign us up. Yeah, that really. really fun. Yeah. And it was. So if you guys ever want a private chef experience, I think he only does, like, he goes to your place now, but Chef Luca, he's called the the Vespa Chef on Instagram. But if you're in the Atlanta area, yeah. I would totally recommend that. That's super cool. I want to do it. Yeah, you should. Well, we should probably get like a big group to do it. That'd be so fun. Yes, that would be so awesome. But other than that, we we did a thing. (laughs) We did a thing. (laughs) Actually texted me one day and said, I want to get my septum pierced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, hmm, I've been wanting to get my nostril pierced. (laughs) And... uh, what was it, two days later? Yeah. We were in the shop getting it done. <laughs> we, we both have the same personality where, like, if something, an idea comes into our heads, yeah. we're just like, okay, we got to do it now. We got to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> so. Very uh, spontaneous. Yeah, you know, we're very spontaneous, very cool girls. Very cool. Um, I decided, we're trying to prove that we're cool. I know. No spiercings. <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I'm struggling with my sense of style lately since we've been like locked up in our houses for two years. Oh my or god, whatever. same. And I just started back to work, and I work in the a creative field. And I'm like, I look so boring. I need people to know that I'm cool. I need people to know I'm creative. <laughs> so I was like, you and know, this is the way. <laughs> I'm gonna pierce my fucking nose. Well, what's interesting is over ten years ago, Ashley and I were doing yeah. the same exact thing. But I got my septum pierced and she got her nostril pierced. I know, yeah. So now we kind of flip-flopped. We're doing it again. Let's just... Oh, and then... Life is a cycle. My mom saw it and she was just like, I thought you were over this stage of your life. I was just like, man. My mom doesn't know about mine yet and I'm still like reverting back to being an early 20s person. Yeah. Putting off telling her except for this time i can't hide it (laughs) yeah you can't flip it up into your nose nope i'm sure i'll get some kind of remark yeah yeah so as we said i i did my orange theory class this morning and then i promptly came home and took a three to four hour nap nice (laughs) because that's what i do now i never used to be a napper and now i love it i I used to nap a lot in college like i'd come home um, on our break from work at embroid me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would like literally nap for thirty minutes at my apartment and drive back. Oh my god, it was so dumb. <laughs> but yeah, I like to nap now because literally every time I'm awake, I'm like responsible for a human life and running after them, and yeah. it's just really nice to rest. <laughs> yeah, I believe you. So, oh my god. anything so, else new with you? I'm going to Washington D.C. next week. <laughs> Ooh, it's a spontaneous trip with my brother. Shout out to Houston. We have some days in common that we took off, and he was like, let's go on a trip while we're both off, and I was like, okay, where do you want to go? And That's he... awesome that he's <laughs> like that. I know, yeah, well, he's the same as me, like, That's spontaneous amazing. ideas, yeah. 
so he really wanted to go to a NASA space center. And we thought about a few, some of them, the airfare was too much. And the other one was Florida, which was the cheapest, but we didn't want to go like not to the beach in Florida in the summer. Yeah. You don't want your butt crack to sweat. Yeah. Just uh, see some rocket ships. Exactly. <laughs> so we're going to go to Washington DC and go to Goddard Space Flight Center and then check out some of the museums and shit up there that, you know, I've only been to one up there and I think he's only been to like, I don't know, some monuments or something when he was yeah. like eighth grade. Are you <laughs> so, going to like go to the White House and stuff? No, apparently you have to have that like approved before you can go oh. now. Oh, after like the January I thing? I think so. Oh my God. So wow. now um, we won't be able to do that, but we can walk by it. <laughs> I've been to DC once and I remember I was, I think it was in high school and I struggled because it was cherry blossom season and apparently oh. I was very allergic to that particular tree. Oh no. And I was like having severe allergy. Oh my God. Symptoms. That sucks. <laughs> but. Oh no, I've actually been to DC more times than that because I used to date someone that lived there, but it was oh. never during cherry blossom season. That's right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. As I should. <laughs> I forgot about that too. Oh my god. Anyways. <laughs> so this drink is pretty good. Yeah. Well, we made it better. Mm-hmm. So the drink tonight is called the Big Sister. Oh. Yeah. We're both big sisters. We are both big that sisters. That is not the reason I chose it, but it's kind of We're fits. both the oldest sister. Yep. The oldest siblings. The best sibling. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so it is, it's supposed to be two and a half ounces of cranberry juice, but we took it down to one because it was just too much cranberry juice. And then it was one ounce of orange juice, one ounce of ginger beer, and an ounce and a half of citrus vodka, which I got hanger 51 or I can't even, I don't even know what it's called. It was a cool bottle though. Citron vodka. And a couple drops of lemon juice. That's so bizarre. A couple drops. It was yeah. And I, I had know. like juiced a whole two lemons. <laughs> oh. And she's like, oh, we need a couple drops. <laughs> well, I just totally like I knew from when I read the recipe earlier that it was a couple of drops and I just let you just carry on with it, so sorry. <laughs> and then it called for simple syrup, which we added the first time, but it's just so sweet. Yeah. It, it's too much. So we nixed the simple syrup and we took the cranberry down to one ounce and it's perfect. Yeah. We're not like like sweet little bitch baby girls. No, we need we I need can't our do that we need anymore. to taste the vodka. I could do that when I first started drinking, but yeah. I can't. But yes, also I needed to taste like alcohol too. So yeah, that's our um drink for today. I recommend it still. Yeah. yeah. I recommend our edited version. Yeah. Not so much that unless you like sweet stuff. You know, whatever. Whatever, whatever, what you about. So anyways. Oh, Duggar update. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even write notes. But I guess it was a couple weeks ago, Josh Duggar was finally sentenced. And he was sentenced, I think it was like 11 and a half. No, maybe 12 and a half. 12, yeah. 12 and a half years. <clears throat> I was about to say months and I was then I would have slapped myself. Did you did you mean to burp in the middle of that sentence? I just it was just natural. Okay, so it's not a Patreon only feature anymore. Oh wait, no, I'll <laughs> start that over. 
Uh, I just want to make sure you didn't want that in there. <laughs> I don't think we've revealed our burps on podcast yet, have we? Well, no, maybe I did in the first episode. Oh, you did? I think I did. Yeah, I would think it was me. Yeah, you loved, you loved it and you did it. No, I love when you do it, though. <laughs> well, I like when you do it, too, but <laughs> you, you know never leave want it in there. Okay. <laughs> leave it in. You know, Mallory and I used to make YouTube videos when we were younger. Oh, my God. When we were younger oh and way more special. And we would just, like, sit in front of the camera and burp. We would get sodas. <laughs> get <Look>. sodas. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys, there is a very specific audience for that. There there are people that would pay for that. There are. And we found that out. But we Maybe. didn't... We didn't... We didn't uh, take that route in our lives. No, we didn't. But we probably should have. Um, you know, what should have existed was OnlyFans back then. And then we could have made a burp only OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. And disgusting. we would make so much money. Yes. But they Maybe would probably want you to be it. naked and burp. Yeah. <laughs> and I would not. <laughs> oh, my God. We would wear our vests. I've Remember heard, we used though, to that wear vests? people don't do, like, all naked stuff on OnlyFans though now. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Vests. We wore vests, <laughs> the shit out of vests. Why yeah. was that a thing? I don't know. God. Early 2000s were a time, man. Yeah. I see TikToks from then where they're like seeing kids. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, that was us. It's so embarrassing. Oh, P.S. Guess what? Mercury in retrograde is over. Oh. It was happening for like a few weeks and I knew it was happening because all these crazy things were going wrong at work and uh, we we're all like, oh, is Mercury in retrograde? And sure enough, it was. Let me just tell you a few things that happened during this time. Okay. That was bad. So actually, I'll just tell you one. I went outside. I think it was the final day of Mercury and Gatorade and <laughs> I left the office. It was late because, of course, I had to work late because Mercury and Retrograde. And um, <laughs> there was a bird, like, right beside the office, and it was, like, flapping its wings around. And, like, it was oh, hurt. No. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, maybe it broke its leg or something. And I literally thought maybe I would call your sister yeah. about it. But yeah. um, I tried to, like, I was, like, trying to work up the courage to pick it up and move it into the shade, at least, because it was, like, right in the middle of the sun. Yeah. And, um... As soon as I started to go to touch it, it started like flipping. It was like doing flips. <gasps> oh, I... and then it landed on its back and just died. I bet it ran into the building. That sounds like a neuro injury. Yeah, I think it oh did because we have God. all glass windows and stuff. Yeah, and it just like flipped and then landed on its back, took its last breath, and oh, closed its eyes and died. God. And I almost burst out into tears. I would have. I think. Oh my God. That's I traumatized. I was just out there and I, there's security cameras out there and I was like hoping no one was watching me, but I was just like, fuck. Oh fuck. my God. <laughs> it made me so sad. That is so sad. But holy shit, dude. I'm sorry you had to see that. I know. And then my coworker had like crazy weird car trouble. A bunch of weird things happened, but anyway. I'm trying to think if anything went horribly wrong, and I don't think it did, actually, for me. Nothing really went wrong, like, personally in my life, but at work, lots of weird, inconvenient things were happening, and yeah, and for other people in my life, I noticed things were happening a lot, but... Yeah. Oh, I guess I had this stomach virus thing. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. How long does Mercury in retrograde last? I don't know if it's, like, a set time or if it's, like, different each time, but, like, oh. if you looked it up it would tell you when the it starts period. and ends. Yeah. 
Interesting. Anyway, I actually do kind of believe in that stuff. I don't care what you think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not convinced, but some of the things are a little compelling. Like, I've had periods of time when Mercury... When Mercury was in retrograde, when everything was going wrong. Like, mm-hmm. everything. But... I'm really nothing horrible or like not even any like big inconveniences at work, depending on the time period happened to me. So maybe you're just like, I'm blessed, very blessed woman. (laughs) I'm not saying it doesn't happen ever, but But I don't think it's like really terrible things that happen to people. It's like just inconvenient, like fucking annoying things that happen all the time. Like everything kind of just goes wrong. Multiple things, yeah. Well, anyways, yeah. I have a, a story for you. You have a story? We're, yeah. not, we're telling a story? We're not we're, we're not just bullshitting the entire time, no. Cool. <laughs> Unless you had more bullshit to talk I about. Don't, okay. I don't. I'm done. I'm finished. <laughs> so, Jacoba Ballard was a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl in a family of dark-eyed, olive-skinned people. She always wondered if she was adopted, She insisted that they could tell her and it was okay if she was. So finally, her mom broke down and told her the truth when she was 10 years old. Jacoba was not adopted, but she was conceived using donor sperm. Oh. Jacoba's mom, Debbie, wanted a child so bad. However, her husband could not have children. So at age 20 or 21, so freaking young... She went to see a fertility doctor named Dr. Donald Klein for artificial insemination. Dr. Klein was an upstanding citizen of the community. He was known as a philanthropist and an elder of the church. Oh, God. He's an elder of the church. We know where this (laughs) is going. Yeah. Is he perverted? (laughs) He's wearing pervert glasses. Well, that was in the 80s, so I think everybody (laughs) wore pervert glasses in the 80s. (laughs) Okay. Dr. Klein was professional. He told Debbie that he would match them with a donor that looked like her husband. The donors Dr. Klein used were actually medical students. They were residents. That's weird. I thought that was weird, too. Yeah. Like, like jerking the jerk off into this cup for us. Yeah. I'm assuming they had to consent and everything. And, but And pay us also, because you're in school. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he also explained that they never used a donor more than three times because they didn't want like a large population in the same geographic area to have all the same father. Mm-hmm. There was a concern, I mean, legitimately, that if there were too many in the same area, a brother and sister could end up dating or marrying and having kids and not know that they were related. Okay. I read something about, I forget where, is it in Sweden? I read somewhere in the world, I'm just going to say Sweden because I think it is Sweden. They have a dating app, or maybe it's Iceland, where oh, they... Um, I feel like I've heard of this. Yeah, where they you can, can make weed sure out... that you're not yeah, related? They can weed out people that you're related to because there's so many, like... I bet it is Iceland because they're an island. Yeah. Oh my God. That's That reminds crazy. me of that. <laughs> That's crazy. So... When Debbie started ovulating, they went in, or she and her husband went in, and she had the procedure done and went home. Not long after, Debbie found out that she was pregnant. Jacoba grew up always wanting siblings. This is Debbie's daughter. Mm -hmm. Since Jacoba's sperm donor would have possibly been used three times, she figured she's got 
to have like one or two half siblings maybe out there. So when she was around 18 years old, since there was no commercial DNA testing at the time, she looked up Dr. Klein and called him at his office. She asked him about possibly finding any half siblings and Dr. Klein, lacking empathy, said that Jacoba could never know that information and that her mother's records had actually been destroyed. He wished her good luck, and that was that. Um, well, I mean, I guess I can understand, like, that's, like, confidential information with, like, HIPAA or something, or... Yeah. And sometimes you can't even know the donors, like, the donor, because they don't want you to know. Yeah, I think so. So I think it was legitimate what he said, but I think the way that he said it to her, she was just kind of, like, taken aback, like, oh, oh, so I can't, like... Why are you saying it to me so yeah. un-caring? Like, he was just very matter-of-fact and, you know, doctor-like. I don't know. <laughs> so Jacoba just then went on with her life, married, raised her kids, and just hoped in the back of her mind that she would find a sibling or two along the way, maybe. Mm-hmm. Diana Kiesler was another patient of Dr. Klein. She and her husband were having trouble conceiving, like, you know, most of the patients there. They went to a lot of doctors before they saw Dr. Klein, um, but they ended up going to him because he had such a good reputation. Diana and her husband, however, did not use donor sperm. They actually took her husband's sperm into the office to be used. Oh. So after the procedure, the doctor's office called her sometime later and told her that she was pregnant and she could not believe it. She and her husband were over the moon. After their daughter was born, Diana even took her into Dr. Klein's office to show her off. So in 2014, 23andMe started advertising their at-home DNA testing. Jacoba saw the advertisements and told her husband that she was going to take one of their tests so she could possibly find one or two of her half-siblings that she knew could be out there. She felt like it would be a bonus if she found the donor, but her goal was really to find the siblings. Mm -hmm. So in the fall of 2014, Jacoba got her results back. Her results showed that she had seven half-siblings. Oh, wow. Maybe like twins or triplets? Well, I guess that would be possible. (laughs) (laughs) Because usually when you do fertility stuff, you have a higher... That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Higher rate of duplicates. Yeah. What is the term? I don't know. Jacoba had immediate excitement, but also concern. The donors were only supposed to have been used three times max. But, I mean, hey, that's a valid argument for Mm -hmm. multiples multiples that's what it is multiples multiples duplicates Duplicates. (laughs) copies clones (laughs) (laughs) so jacoba still thought this was weird and she and her siblings because she got in touch with them started doing their own investigating every weekend they would call each other and plug names into ancestry and then they like started building a family tree They were able to focus on their paternal matches, and they all matched with a lady named Sylvia Pockner. They sent her a message. Jacoba asked her what surnames were in her family tree, and she provided a whole list of names. Jacoba and her siblings would sometimes joke, wouldn't it be funny if it was the doctor? Oh my god. (laughs) Jacoba decided to take a shot and ask if by any chance the name Klein was in Sylvia's family tree. Sylvia's reply read, Oh my gosh, yes. I forgot to put them in the list. My grandfather's brother Millard had two daughters, Helen and Margaret. 
I think who married a Klein. I know they had a son, Don Klein, who became a doctor. We kept in touch recording, (laughs) recording deaths in the family for many years. I remember calling Don when each of my grandparents died. I hope there's some connection here. Jacoba's stomach dropped and she felt sick, obviously. Dr. Donald Klein was possibly their biological father. I have chills running down my (laughs) spine. I am so disgusted. It's sick. It's sick. Oh my God. I I knew it. I mean, I knew, like, I know. Elder of the church, upstanding citizen. (laughs) Yeah. Dickhead to kind of set it up for, yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) There were so many questions like, why did he do it? How long did he do it? Why did he do it? And most of all, how many siblings did they have? Oh my God. Jacoba did not know what to do. She Googled how to make a complaint against a doctor. Because she was just like, what do I do? I mean, what do you do? Did she tell her parents? Yeah, eventually. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. I bet they were so pissed. Um, Yes. Can you imagine being... Trusting the doctor. But, yeah. I mean, you're a patient. You're thinking that you're getting a donor sperm, and it's the doctor's? Because they said they wanted it to look like her husband. Yes, and they wanted, yes, and then she ended up being a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl, and none, nobody else in her Was family looked like that. Was she just like, like addicted that. to jerking off or something? Or? I don't know, man. I don't know. So Jacoba found that she could file a complaint with the Attorney General's office in Indiana, so she did. She received a generic reply back stating that they would be looking into it and someone would be in touch. She did not hear back from them. What? This is like, I mean, there's evidence. I know. <laughs> no DNA one- evidence. Yeah, well, they don't have his DNA. Mm. So, yeah, nobody was returning any of the calls, but Jacoba still wanted answers. So she started reaching out to news outlets, news outlets big and small, and she still got more silence. Nobody was, like, paying attention to her at all, which is crazy because this is a crazy thing to claim. Mm One day, Jacoba was watching TV and saw a reporter that she forgot to send the story to. The reporter was named Angela Ganote, who was with Fox 59. Angela received a Facebook message from Jacoba that laid out her story and her problem. Angela saw that it seemed legit and was backed by proof. I mean, as much proof as they had at the time. And Angela was appalled that nobody was listening to Jacoba. Jacoba is such a different name i've never heard it, it before. is a different name it's like jake it's spelled jacob a yeah j-a-c-o-b-a jacoba hmm. jacoba so angela actually reached out to dr klein he Ooh. told her that he was not the father he said he only used sperm from a doctor in training and that there was no way possible that the siblings had more than three brothers or sisters She asked him if he would like to see the DNA evidence of Jacoba having more than three brothers or sisters, Mm -hmm. or if he was willing to get his own DNA tested so that he could help them. I mean, if he isn't the father, he could prove it quickly that he wasn't. Yeah. He refused. (laughs) So they were stuck. One of Jacoba's half-siblings messaged all of Donald Klein's children that were his children with his wife, not any of the Mm. siblings. Jacoba's half-siblings, that were over the age of 18, saying that their mothers went through infertility treatment with their father, Dr. Klein, and asked if anyone in their family donated sperm. A week or two later, Klein's son messaged Jacoba. 
Klein's son. Klein's son. Messaged her. Yeah. Does he hate his dad? Um, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Maybe now. <laughs> Jacoba met with Doug and Donna, who were two of Klein's children with his wife, Audrey. They said that they had talked to their dad and that he admitted to them that he was the biological father. What? Yeah. He denied it to everybody else, but <laughs> he, he told probably his kids. told his family because he knew it might come out. Yeah, and like to like guys, Prepare just them. so you know. Yep. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but Doug told her that he said the only time he used a sperm was when he didn't have access to a donor, and as far as siblings go, there was absolutely no more than ten. That's still a lot. It's still a lot. Yeah. One night, Julie Harmon was watching TV and saw a news story that featured an interview with Jacoba. Her husband said they looked a lot alike. He told her that he thought this was probably not going to end well. Julie called her mom and asked her if she should get tested. Julie's mom is Diana Kiesler, who I talked about before, who used her husband's sperm for the artificial insemination process. Oh, no. So Diana said, no, I know you're mine and my husband's daughter. We used his sperm. Oh my God. This is so sad. It's fucked, dude. It's fucked, bro. Julie had a feeling in her gut that she just couldn't get rid of. So she messaged Jacoba on Facebook and Jacoba suggested taking the DNA test. You know, if they were related, Jacoba would show up as one of her matches and they would know. Yeah. So Julie took the test, and Jacoba was a match. That had to be a really tough decision to make. Like, do you oh want to God. know if your dad isn't biologically your yeah. dad or not? Like, or do you just want to continue going on living? I know, right? Thinking that your dad is your biological father. I almost feel like I would rather not know. Yeah, me too. I don't know, though. I don't know, but it's important, I guess, for medical things. That's the thing, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's really hard. And oh my God, the poor dad. Oh my God. Oh. So. um, That actually makes me want to cry. It's horrible. It's horrible. And she's so affected by it. And my um, main source for this was the documentary Our Father on Netflix. It just came out. And um, her interview is mostly her crying because she. Oh my God. It's awful. It's awful. I mean, oh my God. So yeah, Jacoba was a match. And guess what? Julie was Jacoba's 14th sibling to match. So more than 10. Oh my God. Were they all living in the same place? They all lived in the same immediate area. (gasps) That's insane. You're like walking (laughs) down the street. You could be passing your sibling. Yeah. Like at the store, they could be checking you out at the grocery store. Yeah. They could be your nurse. That they could is be your... insane. I know. I know. Oh my God. I can't wait to watch this movie. Oh my God. <laughs> so Klein, like I said, Klein said there would be no more than 10. And it was especially hard for Julie because she thought she was her father's child. That's terrible. She felt like it washed away her identity and she felt like she didn't know who she was anymore. And then Diana had a hard job ahead of her telling her husband that Julie wasn't his child. It's heartbreaking. It broke him. His words were, he's taken everything away from me. 
And he was like crying when, you know, he told her, obviously. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, she told him. So after Jacoba had met with Doug, Klein's son, he called her and said that he would do whatever it takes to get her answers. Jacoba said that she wanted to meet Dr. Klein. So Doug set up a time for her and five other siblings to meet him. The moment Dr. Klein's feet hit the floor, Jacoba could hear his footsteps in his cane. He was not showing emotion, and on his hip, she could see the outline of a gun. What the fuck? Was this an attempt to intimidate them? Like, like you're going to meet all the people that you wronged? Like, the ch- your I'm biological even children? Came, but yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. But it's obviously, like, you could prove it easily. Yes. So he had to... A gun, honestly. Mm-hmm. Seriously. So stupid. So he introduced himself and went around the table asking each sibling's name, age, and occupation. (laughs) So (laughs) stupid. I know. Jacoba said it was almost like he was ranking them. Like, she felt like they were being judged. Like, okay, what... Which of the children that I, you know, fathered were on the top or like, you know... That's disgusting. Made it in life or whatever. They ended up asking him about medical history because they actually had found that a good number of the siblings had autoimmune disorders. Oh my God. Did he know that he had autoimmune? Well, did he? He told them that there was nothing that they needed to worry about. Well, he has a cane. He has a cane. Um, I don't think it's giving anything anything too much. No, he has rheumatoid arthritis. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dr. Klein also had a piece of paper that he had a Bible verse on. Oh, God. Yeah. Fuck. Jeremiah 1.5. He said that the verse was specifically for Jacoba because she was having a hard time with this. The verse reads, I'm sure you've heard this one before. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Jacoba said to him, quote, Give fuck yourself. (laughs) Essentially, she said, put that shit away. You are not going to use my God to justify your actions. Jacoba girl. I know. She, I love her because she is so fiery and she does not take bullshit from anybody. I love it. Not a single person. Also, don't pull your Bible out at a time like this. You fucked up, man. Yeah. You're disgusting. Yeah. No point in trying to convince anybody of anything else. You're a bag of shit. I want to know what his wife thinks about this. I don't think at this point she knows. (gasps) I don't know, but it seemed like from what they said later in the documentary, she did not know. Well, if he's in a documentary. Now she knows. But I think at the time (laughs) of this meeting, I think maybe they didn't. She didn't know. Which is crazy because... I guess her kids would have had to keep it from her, too. Oh, my God. Because um, yeah, Jacoba they... had already met with them. Wow. Yeah. One of Jacoba's siblings asked why he used his own sperm. He said he only did it because the mothers were desperate for a child and that he wanted to help them. And he finally ended with, and bumping it up, that the absolute number of siblings out there was 15. Oh, God. And with that, we're going to take a break. Something tells me it's more than 15. Something tells you correctly. (laughs) Well, we'll be right back, guys. Bye-bye. And we're back. We're back from our break. We did some yoga. We did some acupuncture. 
lit some incense. Just kidding. We just made like a hundred more drinks. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I am like really obsessed with this story so far. And immediately after you leave, I'm going to start watching this movie. Hell yeah. Um, I just popped my fingers. I'm sorry. Oh God. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> Make sure <laughs> Sorry. I realized that was not editable. Anyways. All right. So I'll continue. Yes, please. So Liz White was another patient of Dr. Klein's that got pregnant while in his care. She had a son named Matt. Her husband was infertile. Her son, Matt, is Jacoba's half-sibling in match number 17. Okay, so he lied again. He lied again. He said there were no more than 15. Now we're on number 17. She remembers that for all the visits, Klein was the only one in the office. He would lead her to the room, step out for about 20 minutes, and come back to administer the procedure. So he had fresh juices for her. Yes. Disgusting. Now that she knows Dr. Klein used his sperm, she looks back on those visits in disgust because in those 20 minutes that she was waiting for him, she now knows that he was jerking his little ding dong in his office while she was sitting there waiting for him. Is there like a room they do this in? She was in like a patient room. Like, like an where, he, where he makes the deposit. Oh, I think in his office. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I think it was in the comfort of his own space. At his desk. Yeah. In his nice leather chair. At his mahogany desk. Oh, God. With his Bible on his lap. Probably with... Oh, my God. The fact that he was still in an endocrine high post-ejaculation had no place in a medical sitting. No. That is sick. No one should be jerking off and dealing with patients within the minutes minutes, after you squeeged. (laughs) (laughs) It's not funny. It's so fucking gross. It's so horrible. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. When Matt's DNA test came back, Liz's first words were, I was raped 15 times and didn't even know it. That's true. That's horrible. Matt is in disbelief that no one in the office knew about what Dr. Klein was doing. Even though he may have been the only one in the office for Liz's visits, there were other people that worked there. A nurse and another associate doctor. The nurse and the associate doctor discussed it after the news dropped about Dr. Klein, and they both told each other they had no idea. There was not much foot traffic on that floor of the office, and if you think about it, If Dr. Klein is taking the actual donor specimens, he could have easily dumped them in something else disposable, washed or wiped the container out, yanked his wee-wee into the same cup, and implanted his sperm into his patients. But why? Like, if you already have sperm... (laughs) Well, that's the question, (laughs) is why. Yeah. Why? Why? And that's what Jacoba wants to find out. And I'm sure all of the other siblings. Does he want to create like a an army of Kleins to like rule the world? Yeah, we'll get there. Oh my God. In the first conversations Fox 59 reporter Angela Ganote had with Dr. Klein, he always told her that he was protected under HIPAA and that she could be sued and Fox 59 could be sued. 
He told her that she needed to be very careful. After he spoke to Angela, Klein called Jacoba. Jacoba recalls that she doesn't know why, but she had a gut feeling that she should record the conversation. Yes, Jacoba. Oh, yes. yes. We're going to hear it? We're going to hear it. Jacoba? Yes. Uh, this is Dr. Klein. Uh, do you have time to smoke with me just a little bit? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm getting uh, a real problem with um, uh, the television station, uh, 59. Mm-hmm. Um, they're demanding that um, I meet with them. I, I can't do that. Uh, it's not fair to me. It's not fair to you all. Uh, they're they're trying to make a um, oh they're they're trying to um, improve their ratings and um, my wife and I uh, after fifty seven years of marriage um, if this comes out uh, our marriage will be over. Um, can you help? Um, I mean, no disrespect, but I feel like what you're telling me is to keep my life a secret. That I am not allowed to know who I am well, when I didn't do anything wrong. Well, yes, but, you know, I did, at the time, I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong either. But you, I feel like I'm being blamed for this, like it's my fault. I don't understand. It's, it's your fault because I don't care who you tell. It's just putting it on television for the entire world to see. <sighs> well, I... I cannot, like I said, I can't control her. I can't stop that. I can't. Well, because you you, you can stop talking to her and say, you know, I, I just don't want to share anymore. I'm just telling you what's going to happen, and I'm going to be hurt badly. Well, that's what's happened to everybody so far. And, you know, that that's because well, that of the actions. That that's exactly what you want. What an actual ass wipe. Yep. Can you believe him? The gall. The audacity. <laughs> I'm not surprised, uh, but it is terrible. Yeah. And I'm so glad that Jacoba could muster up the strength to, like, to his face be like, nah, brah. Yeah. She says later in the documentary that she, like... She really wanted to, like, lay into him, but because she was recording it, she wanted to get as much information out of him as she could. Smart. Yeah. I could not be that smart. I would be like, fuck you. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. It is your fault. He said it is your fault. Yes. Because, like, oh, my God. Yes. He's insane. So, after Jacoba's recorded conversation, she was ready to fight. She contacted the attorney general's office again, but again, nobody would return her calls. So she decided to investigate him herself, and she started researching everything about him. And we're going to table that and move on to something else, because I will talk more about her investigation of him in a little bit. 
We're moving on to sibling number 22. Oh my God. 22 children. 22. Heather Wook got a DNA test for her birthday one year. After she got her results, she got the same message as the other siblings about their true father, and she had an identity crisis. She had always thought that she got her features from her dad. There was never any reason for her to doubt that. And her parents, who went through the fertility treatment, had trusted their doctor when he told them that they should never have to tell her that she was conceived from donor sperm and that she would never find out. So she literally didn't know that she was (gasps) conceived from donor sperm until this happened. The DNA test. Well... Why would you keep that a secret? I guess everyone has their own reason, but like... Yeah. Well, she said uh, that the doctor told them not to tell her, so... Oh. Yeah. I mean, he was probably trying to keep it under wraps. So every time a new sibling pops up, Jacoba knows that she has to call them, and she knows that she is going to have to ruin their lives. It was probably a couple of months before Heather reached back out to Jacoba to have a conversation with her, because... She needed time to process. I mean, how the fuck do you take that if you don't even know that your parents used donor sperm and now... And how do you decide to tell someone that? Like, I don't think I could, like, interfere with people's lives. Yeah, Jacoba's a real, um... Yeah, she... Tiger, though. (laughs) Well, I mean, she's... She knows what's going on and other people don't. So she wants to let them know because it is actually fucked. And and it's only fair, I feel like, for them to know. I don't know. I don't know. It's almost like it warrants, like, a pre-conversation. Like, hey, have you ever considered maybe that you might not be fully or... Yes. I don't know how you would say that, but... I don't know how you would say it either. My God. But, like, to, um just blow up someone's life like that not that i'm saying that it was wrong but that would be hard to do yeah so now we are moving on to sibling number 33 excuse wait it went from 22 22 to 33 33 11 more 11 more 10 more no 11 more (laughs) god damn it Lisa Shepard Stidham asked for a DNA test for Christmas one year. She had a match with Julie Harmon as a half-sibling. Julie was the one from the beginning that her parents had thought they used her dad's sperm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Julie recognized her name. Lisa's husband had taught Julie's daughter on the softball team, and their daughters played basketball together. Julie sent Lisa a message asking her if she had heard about the Dr. Klein story and revealed to her that he was their father. So it's already starting their connections between siblings because they all live in the same area. Mm -hmm. Lisa thought Julie was crazy at first. And then Lisa called her mom, who confirmed that Lisa, she also didn't know they had, she had a sperm donor as a father. She confirmed that Lisa's dad had a low sperm count and that they went to a specialist, Dr. Donald Klein. Lisa's dad was supposed to be the one that provided the sample, like Julie's, yet, like all the others, Klein used his own instead. Lisa's parents had no idea that Dr. Klein used his own sperm, obviously, and Lisa said that she has had to have 
the talk with her daughter that she needs to be careful when she starts dating, that she needs to be aware of who the person she's dating is because there are so many people in that area that could be related. (laughs) Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Did any of them ever date? I don't know. Oh man. That I don't know. But I do know that the majority of the siblings that matched live within a 25 mile radius of each other. That is bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) Nuts. So reporter Angela Ganote emailed Dr. Klein and told him that they would be moving forward with the story and using his name and told him that this was the time for him to come clean. He said that if there was no audio and no video, he would meet with her. So they met at a restaurant close to the TV station and within minutes of showing up, he was asking Angela if guns were allowed in the restaurant again (laughs) with the gun thing. Where are they again in the country? Indiana. Oh. <laughs> Did you have commentary if it was somewhere else? <laughs> I, no, I was just curious. Like, it was it Texas or something? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's just his intimidation tactic. Oh. Like, oh, so he's like, are there guns allowed? Because you better not ask me the wrong question. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Because he had a gun when Jacoba and her, some of her other siblings met with him. So what, is he going to, like, shoot them if they ask the wrong question? No, in an probably Applebee's. not. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an Applebee's. On a day night. <laughs> Chili's in an Outback. <laughs> Applebee's, Chili's, Outback. Outback, Ruby Tuesdays, TGI Fridays, Bahama Breeze. Bahama Breeze. Um, Taco Mac. On the border. On the border. TGI Fridays, did you say that? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. <laughs> Olive Garden. Olive Garden is a good one. Carabas. When you're here, your family. family. <laughs> Unlimited breadsticks and salad, baby. <laughs> so anyways, another thing that he said was that- Did we say Longhorn? No, we didn't say Longhorn. That's Sorry. a good one. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So another thing he said was that he knew where Angela lived and that he knew where she was from. Okay. So he's just laying it on thick, like trying to... How old is he at this point? Like 70? He's got to be. Yeah. At least. I would say 70s because this was probably like 2015. Mm -hmm. After that, he was practically begging Angela not to air the story. That it would ruin his marriage and hurt his church. Mm. Wah. <laughs> I mean, that's a big loss, but <laughs> I'm not, I do not feel sorry for this man. Angela replied that she had the burden of telling the truth and that the truth matters. So essentially she was saying too fucking bad. We're going to air the story. Yeah. Get over it. After that meeting with Angela, strange things started happening to some of the siblings. What? One day, Jacoba walked outside to find that all of the lug nuts had been taken off of her tires. Excuse me? Did he... Wait, was he doing that? Or, like... She doesn't know for sure. (sighs) But it was at the same time Julie Harmon was hacked. Everything she had saved to a Google Drive relating to Klein was erased. What? 
every single email regarding him was gone. That is so weird. Yeah. And scary. Yeah. Well, he couldn't have done that. No, he He's had like to... hiring some, some right. And Russian then... spy. <laughs> and then Heather started getting harassing phone calls from a cemetery asking if she would like to buy a plot for her to be buried in. This is all happening at the same time. That's really fucked up. Yeah. So they can't prove it, but they think, I mean, it's just a little too weird, you know? I would say it might have something to do with Donald Klein. Yeah, I would agree. I wonder if his kids, or his, do you think his kids would have done that? I know at least Doug was kind of on their side. I don't know. I could never figure out how many actual kids he had with his wife. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure. Because I feel like all of that would be like way over his head. Oh, way over his head. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be somebody younger. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Jacoba was determined to expose Klein and all of his secrets. So this is going hand in hand with what I said earlier about her. Like, she literally did research. She read, like, everything she could about him. Any, like, conferences he went to, any articles or, like, um, journal publications that he wrote. Like, everything. She ended up finding out that in 1963, he was driving and a little girl darted out between two cars and he hit her and she ended up dying. Oh no. How old was he in 1963? Probably in his 20s. Wow. Yeah, probably in his 20s. So he's up there. Yeah. After this incident, Dr. Klein became more religious, according to Mark Farber, who was his old Air Force friend. He became an elder, a Sunday school teacher, and a marriage counselor at the church. He would also perform baptisms. This is... Okay. We might just cut this out, but, like, I have, like, this thing where, like, people who are super religious, they have something, like, a something that weighs on them so much that they are trying to... Yes. Like erase it from their life. Yeah. Like some kind of guilt or some kind of like underlying thing. Well, you know, I mean, anybody that's like on death row is like super religious Mm -hmm. because they're literally about to die. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're right. (laughs) I feel like your guilt is just like so heavy that you're like, I can't come forward. But what I can do is try to seek forgiveness through... God, yeah. And if you were actually, if you actually gave a shit, you would probably just like confess and, um, you know, do something for the family of the child you killed. No kidding. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, you're right. In the documentary, it shows him like in a pool, like a swimming pool, like. It's an actor. It's an actor. But he had like a bunch of people around him like waiting to get baptized. And did I tell you, was it you that I told the other day about my baptism experience? Yeah. And like an inflatable (laughs) pool or something. It's not. It's not inflatable. It wasn't a a dumpster. (laughs) You got baptized in a dumpster. (laughs) It wasn't an inflatable pool, but it was a rolling trash can. (laughs) That's even worse. That's even worse. I think it was like, 
I don't know. It looked like a fucking trash can, man. <laughs> it was so stupid. <laughs> Dunk this bitch in a trash can. Yeah. And that was the same pastor I told you about that baptized me that he preached one more. Well, he didn't really preach one morning. He offered his oh. resignation because he had been stealing money from the church and was like, I'm resigning. You saw this? I was in. Yes. What do people do? I don't. I Are don't like, remember. <gasps> I was like 12. No, I was even younger than that. I was That's like eight so or nine. But I remember that vividly. I don't remember the reaction of the crowd, but it Man. was it was so stupid because it was a church that was literally made out of trailers. Mm-hmm. And this man had been stealing money from this church. This well, church? that's why they're in trailers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know, man. That's unreal. That's why you're getting baptized in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I went to the most jank church ever. <laughs> Holy shit. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so... <laughs> When Jacoba was sent an email from the attorney general's office, she would look the people up on Facebook. Like, even anybody that was, like, copied on the email, she would look them up on Facebook. One person that had sent her an email had an email address associated with the Quiverful movement. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And this, not that the person had anything to do with this, but this sent her kind of, like, on a rabbit trail. Yeah. Like, a rabbit hole. Oh, Fuck! Because, well, we've mentioned the Quiverful movement before in our... It was the Josh Duggar episode, yeah, right? Yeah, episode five. So its biggest goal is to have as many children as possible. To create an army. Yes. Um, against well, anyone who doesn't believe in... For God, yeah, yeah. An army for God. And they really want people to infiltrate positions of power so that they can influence the public for God and create more Christians. So this is exactly what I was thinking when you said that he was like an elder in the church and oh, he was doing this. Yeah. I was thinking like, is he trying to create an army of like people like... For- yeah. Crashed? Yes. That's why I was like, wait, hey, I got more. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. So who is this person? The quiverful person. We don't know who that is, but it, basically it sent her off onto this tangent because... They one of the main verses that they quote or use is Jeremiah one five, which is the same verse that Dr. Klein quoted at their meeting and in also several conversations after as well. So it's probably on like a fucking like sign in their office at the doctor's office. Like it is. It's probably their yeah. like motto. I'm sure it is. Yeah, because one of the people interviewed said that he had tons of like Christian. Like things all over his office. Red flag, guys. Yeah. So I am 100% positive that thing was on the wall. And also, Jacoba in the, in, in the documentary is like, we're a bunch of blonde hair, blue eyed, basically like an Aryan army of kids. So it's like, it's kind yeah. of like a racist thing, too. Oh, like shit. trying to create like an all white, like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> thing <laughs> like there's only extremely european like yes traits yeah so jacoba again kept trying with the attorney general's office but they told her that they couldn't give her any information and that she wasn't allowed to know anything 
The one person she had was Angela Gnote, who was calling and asking the Attorney General's office what they were going to do. Angela started in 2015 asking the Attorney General for an interview, and they wouldn't give her anything. She also reached out to the Marion County Prosecutor's Office, which I guess is a local county. Finally, someone from that office got back to her and said, Angela, I'm sorry, somehow I missed it. And so Angela laid out exactly what had happened. Tim Delaney, former Marion County prosecutor, told Angela and Jacoba that unfortunately, there is no crime that touches this particular act. Legally, it isn't a sexual violation. It wasn't rape. And Jacoba asked if they could charge him with battery. He said no. She said, so you're telling me if I spit in your face right now, that isn't battery. And he said, well, yes, that is. So basically, a doctor can go jack off, put their sperm in a patient that did not consent to having their doctor do that. And that isn't battery, but spitting in someone's face is. Well, what's the crime? Like, what is it technically called? There is none. That's what they're saying. Hmm. Is there's nothing that that you can put that in a category as? Well, I hope there is now. Well, you'll find out. All right. All right. All right. I'm just jumping to conclusions on my jump to conclusion mat. Dr. Klein told Angela that at some point the attorney general's office had reached out to him to ask if he had used his sperm instead of donor sperm. He actually told Angela that he had told the attorney general's office through paperwork, I guess he had to like write a letter or something, that he denied that he was the father. So, even though they could not charge Dr. Klein with a sexual charge, they honed in on the fact that he had lied to the attorney general's office. Mm. Donald Klein was charged with two counts of making and or presenting and or using a false document, which are level six felonies. After... Uh, What? uh, Could you be charged with something if you lie to your patient though like i'm i'm going to be putting your husband's sperm into your body but it actually is my sperm that's That's, a really good question like that's a lie that's a really good question i'm sure that they probably explored that but that's a good question i didn't think about it might not be like so um cut and dry legally but that is wrong yeah obviously yeah but i don't know i think it might depend on the wording of like the consent paperwork too yeah exactly like maybe they signed something that was like just donor like just donor donor sperm yeah not like yes and so they were covered there because it was technically a donor it wasn't you know that's sick yeah but i don't know in those cases of like where it was the supposed to be the husband's sperm. Like, yeah. shouldn't they have made them sign a different consent form? They probably didn't even like think twice about it since the doctor was like, obviously your husband is going to be like providing yeah. a sample and we're going to put it in. Yeah. Into you. <laughs> Administer it to your cervix. We're going to administer a blast into your <laughs> cervix. <laughs> a blob. And it's not me. Never was. But it is. But it is. <laughs> this blob is mine. Oh, so sick. I feel like it's more of a glob. 
I'm, I'm okay. actually going to throw up. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm vomiting. I think it's actually more of a glob. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, anyways. Globs aside. Globs aside. After the investigation began, DNA was required from Dr. Klein. Investigators showed up to his house with a search warrant for his DNA, and he complied. And the probability of paternity to Jacoba came back as 99.9997%. Pretty, uh... Pretty cut and dry. Yep, exactly. Klein was given a one-year suspended sentence after pleading guilty to two counts of obstruction of justice. He was not charged any further as there was no law in Indiana specifically prohibiting fertility doctors from using their own sperm. <laughs> but isn't it like a medical oath that you take as a doctor? Do no harm. To do no harm, yeah. I don't know if that would be considered doing no harm or not. Uh, lying and like I mean, saying yeah, mental harm. But no like physical harm physically harming someone with your fucking genetics (laughs) that's harm yeah you're lying to your patient i know i know this is extremely depressing great dr klein was not given any jail time and guess what his fine was 50 50 dollars 500 oh not too far off (laughs) I mean, in the grand scheme of things, no. Yeah, like $500. That's it. You could get worse for, like, parking in a handicapped spot. Yeah, I know. But he parked his sperm in some (laughs) 500 ladies. That's amazing. It's fucking (laughs) so fucked, man. Oh, my God. Woo. (laughs) So... A lot of the siblings, as I mentioned before, have the same health issues. And like I said before, come to find out, Dr. Klein has rheumatoid arthritis. And having one type of autoimmune disorder in the family can predispose children to having other types of autoimmune disease. (laughs) For example, a parent may have lupus, but the child may develop multiple sclerosis. Oh, no. Allison Kramer is sibling number... 61. This is like a full, like a a small business here. Yeah, it is. She took a DNA test because she and her kids were diagnosed with a genetic disorder. She did not know that her parents had any type of fertility treatment. She thought the half siblings that were listed might be a mistake. Oh, but Allison. Yeah. But she got a message from Jacoba asking if she had any questions about her results. Still, not thinking that it had anything to do with the siblings, she disregarded the message. On December 9th, 2019, a Dr. Phil show aired. I love me a Dr. Phil show. There's one about this, so... Oh my god. Allison saw Jacoba on the screen. She then knew at that moment she was a part of this whole thing. Isn't that crazy? Like, you don't even know. And then you're like, this lady messaged me, and now she's on Dr. Phil. And they're talking about siblings and... Oh, my God. (laughs) When did you learn that you had 60 siblings? 60, bro. Oh, my 
my God. Mark Farber was stationed at Grissom Air Force Base along with Dr. Klein. They were friends, though Mark's wife, Shireen, thought he was a little arrogant. Klein would always belittle Shireen's knowledge about child development, despite her having a PhD in neurobiology and job as an occupational therapist, and she had also treated premature babies. So that just kind of speaks to his character as like, he kind of just always thought he was better or like knew more than everybody else. Not my type of guy. No. Mark and Shireen are also Allison's parents, who I just talked about. Okay. Who found out through Dr. Phil. (laughs) Wow. So maybe that's why she was like not so responsive to Jacoba. Yeah. Because she had, she really didn't, it would have been so far off her radar. Because her parents knew Dr. Klein. Yeah. Shireen had been a patient of Dr. Klein's for a long time. He even delivered their twin daughters. So Allison has a twin sister. Oh, wow. Yeah. One time he came over to the house when Allison was about eight months old and they took a picture of him holding her, which was put in a photo album. They look so much alike. Yeah. In that picture, they really do. Even worse than this. Allison was also a patient of Dr. Klein's. He was her main OBGYN. Oh. He would do pap exams. Oh. My breast God. exams. Ew. I want to die. Yeah. She is now mortified that someone cl- very closely related to her had touched her in that way. Do you think that he had like ulterior motives with that? Like... Weird, weird motives. Like, I mean, you could be related to somebody who is an OBGYN and it's fine, but like you should know that you're related. Exactly. And that's what she said. She, she was like, he got to know that I was his daughter, but she did not get to know that. Yeah. She had no clue. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Because like I have someone in my family that's an OB who delivers babies within their family, which is fine, but you know that you're a family. Exactly. Whereas she has no idea, and this man's just kind of like... Yeah. Like, what are his motives with that? I know. I don't know. This guy's fucked up, man. So more than $1.3 million has been paid in civil suits against Dr. Klein. Indianapolis Infertility and Klein likely settled for $100,000 in each of the cases, which is the maximum liability for a qualified healthcare provider. The Patients' Compensation Fund then paid an additional $350,000 in further damages or compensation in each of those civil cases. So even though he got a $500 court fine, he still had to pay out to settle these cases with these siblings that, Mm -hmm. you know, sued him. Because the civil suits cover events in the 1970 to 1980s, a medical malpractice cap of $500,000 likely applies to these situations. So... That's not a lot. No, it's not. Considering the amount of kids he has. No. Like, how many is it now? Well, I'll tell you in a minute. (laughs) In 2018, the mothers and siblings successfully passed legislation in Indiana 
making illicit donor inseminations illegal. There is currently no federal law. So there's certain states that have it now, mm-hmm. but they're still working to get it to be a federal So law. if I wanted to like get artificially inseminated, the doctor could technically just like... In Georgia, yes. That. You in Georgia you don't want to go to a fertility doctor. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not saying that you I don't mean, want to go to a fertility no, doctor, you, but it's not that you don't want to go to a fertility doctor. It's that you just c- could never know if someone had ulterior motives to. Well, you couldn't create ever. An area, so they you would, would never, never be charged yeah. criminally for it. Okay. Yeah. Not in Georgia, anyway. There are probably like it's a handful of states. It's not a whole lot. But, uh, okay, maybe this is for the end of the episode, but I'm just going to say it now. And if we, if it is for the end of, end of the episode, I'll just say it later. Okay. Did he have, like, motives to do something with all these kids? So, other than, like, the quiverful theory, we don't know. Because he pled guilty. There was no trial. There was no, like, anything to... Maybe reveal he, maybe it was just some like perverse satisfaction that he got. Yeah, I don't know, because he's like jerking it, and then he goes in and sees vaginas. Like, do you think that he might have actually just been extremely stupid and thought he was doing the right thing? I don't believe that. Okay. I I really don't believe that because he was a smart guy and. Yeah, you have to be a smart person to be a doctor. Yeah. And also you take like an oath. You have like extensive training, obviously. Like this is not within the realm of your profession. It blows my mind that he, yeah, he's a smart guy, but he was stupid enough to think that this wouldn't come out. (laughs) That DNA wouldn't be a thing in the future. Exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just get away with this. Nobody will ever say anything. Oh my god. Anyways. Is there something in the Bible that's like the more kids you have, the more like... Be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe that's a... That's where the quiverful movement gets... That's, I think, their main Maybe he was just like, I can't do it with my wife because she's just too grumpy. (laughs) She's tired all the time, so I'm just going to fuck all these bitches that can't have kids on their own. Wow. It's crazy. Where he was just trying to create a super Aryan white race. (laughs) Well, in this picture you have pulled up of him, he's younger, obviously, but he is having hair recession. (laughs) He is having a lot of hair recession. Which means, I think it means a high level of testosterone. Oh, is that true? We talked about it a little bit in the Josh Duggar episode. Oh, yeah. Papa Duggar. Yes. Had a hairpiece. And all That's the Duggar right. boys are like, you know. Balding. And I don't know if it's something like God and horniness makes you. That's such a good correlation you just drew there. <laughs> God and horniness? God and horniness? No. <laughs> but testosterone levels. Yeah. Like that's uh, yeah I hair recession and brain being a didn't perf. even go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no hair offense to our balding listeners. 
No offense to our balding This listeners. is not based in science at all. We're just making speculation. This is just like throwing a football at a a peacock here. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. I've had oh one gosh. too many big sisters here. Big sisters. All right. Let's finish this shit up. Okay. <laughs> so, thanks to at-home DNA testing... 44 additional doctors have been found to have used their own sperm to inseminate fertility patients. What? 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 44 doctors. 44 in the U.S.? Yes, in the U.S., yeah. That's like almost one for every state. I know. (laughs) It's crazy. That's bad. Disgusting. And as of the production of the documentary Our Father on Netflix, there are currently... 94 Klein siblings and counting. 94. That would be a great TLC show. 94 kids and counting. (laughs) (laughs) Can you believe that shit? And he was like, oh, there's no more than what? The initial number was 10 or something? Yeah. Or even less than that. I think it was seven or seven. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. So. I happened to catch um, some of Jacoba's Instagram stories and she had done, like when I saw it, she had done a Q&A on her Instagram account, you know, like where people can ask you questions and you yeah. reply. I literally just explained a Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't know what a Q&A is. You ask a question and they answer it. <laughs> so I just wanted to give some of these questions and answers. So the first question was, have all 94 siblings met up yet? And do you all get along? <laughs> Her answer was capital N-O. I am very close with the ones in the documentary and some that are private. The others constantly attack me and are very aggressive. What? I know. That's crazy. 94. I'm trying to think of something that would have like 94 people in it. Like a high school graduating class. (laughs) Why did I say AA? AA? That would be a huge AA. (laughs) I don't know anything about AA. I mean, I don't either, but like, you can't sit in a 94-person circle. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Maybe like a high school graduating class? My high school graduating class was 90 people, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I went to a smaller school, but I mean... Of course, they're not all going to get along. Yeah. And then, can you tell us what the number of confirmed siblings is up to? And she said, it's still at 94, and ask me in six weeks after DNA kits have been processed. So we'll have to look up for, or look out for the updated number. Third question was, what do you hope will be the outcome of sharing your story? Number one, legislation being passed to create civil and criminal causes of actions for victims of fertility fraud. Two, changes within the fertility industry. And three, getting all of my siblings their correct medical health history. And then I just added how you can help. And this is also from Jacoba's Instagram. Um, Number one is donate to organizations that will help with legislation. And two of them that you can find on Instagram are at AdoptionNetCLE and at Donor Conceived Council. You can also email your state and U.S. legislators to support fertility fraud legislation. 
And three, tag as many legislators and influencers asking them to support fertility fraud legislation as you can. And I'll just shout out my sources. Okay. Our Father, the documentary on Netflix, Fox 59 News, and Wikipedia. (laughs) That's it, bitch. Man, that was amazing. Yay! That was intriguing. I can't wait to watch this documentary. It's a good one. Jacoba is a hero. I Like, her last words in the documentary were like, I will fucking do this until the day I fucking die. She struck a match. Yeah. Also, like, this might be wrong to say, but do women have to do everything? Like, do we have to be the fertility doctors? Like, no fucking kidding, dude. Why are these dudes jizzing up in these ladies? Like, stop. Stop being such total pigs. I don't get it. I still do not quite understand the motive. Besides... Like, possibly the quiverful thing. Or, I mean, there was no reason there was donor sperm there. Like, why go out of your way to jerk it at work every day? Might be multiple times a day, probably. His secret, like, thing. It had to be sexual. Yeah, like some kind of weird secret thing that he had. It that's the only thing I can think of is that it had to be sexual because that way he could jerk off multiple times a day and get away with not get away with and it, then he'd be helping someone which is like yeah jesus loves that <laughs> but yeah. then he's then treating his children gynecologically right? which is disgusting that's sick that's sick and he knew he knew and he's still alive and just like not in jail just living his life just living his life man Love it. Let me make sure he's not dead. <laughs> I meant to look this up earlier. Yes, he is still alive. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well. I wonder if his wife is still with him. Yeah, I do wonder that as well. I would assume probably not because he said that their marriage would be over if it came out. But I don't know. Well, luckily for him, he has a large family to support him. He has such a large family. <laughs> I can't believe some of her siblings are like aggressive towards her. I know. Like, do, are they do some in of support them like of him? I don't know. Like, I don't get it. If anyone knows, let us know. Yeah, I actually um, reached out to Jacoba on Instagram, really? but she didn't reply to me. No, it's okay. So, I'm sorry, guys. We forgive you, Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, if anything, she would be glad that we're getting the story out. Anyway. Yeah. Not that we're reaching a She's huge amazing. audience. That's but. crazy that she discovered this. Just, oh my God. I can't imagine. Thoughts and prayers. I did want to say, too, not that this is anything like what Jacoba went through, but... My dad was adopted, mm-hmm. and I've, like... This has nothing to do with it. Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. No. Go ahead. I mean, it's it has something to do with it. Well, it just has something to do with it in that... Genealogy. Yes. And I've been trying to find his family for a long time. And, like, all the time, I'll look at Ancestry and 23andMe, because I've done both of those 
hoping that somebody is going to come into my close relatives section that I don't know. And not that I don't know, but that is new and I can't trace back to my mom because my mom did an ancestry test. She Mm -hmm. hasn't done 23andMe, but... Birthday gift. Yeah, I should. Although Mm -hmm. I don't know if that she would see that as a good gift or not. (laughs) It's fun. She can find all her relatives and like learn about her history i know she already did the ancestry one though so i don't know if she would think that was a redundant gift not everyone does ancestry i know but anyway i feel like i'm kind of like on the opposite end of the spectrum as jacoba where like i really want to find like people that i'm related to because of the but at the same time i want to know health history and stuff like that like i'm really that's important it is important because my dad had a brain tumor and died. Like, I really want to know my family's health history. Yeah. And so far, nothing has come of it. And the adoption agency that he was adopted out of, well, first of all, he was ado- adopted from Texas, and they are a closed adoption state. Mm-hmm. Like, every adoption is closed. So they will not give any information out like at all and my dad before he died he actually went out to texas to try to find some information Mm. he got a little bit of information like just like basic descriptions of his parents like physical appearance and like their jobs i guess Mm -hmm. and he learned that it was not somebody that his father was married to it was like an affair or something like that okay so I don't even know what the chances are of me finding or like anyone popping up in my close family just because any siblings of my dad would probably be half siblings. Mm -hmm. Probably if it was an affair. So anyway, this is a total tangent, but, um, you have 23 in me. Mm hmm. It should come up. Nobody. I, I swear to God, Ashley, I have gone through, especially on Ancestry, because I have like thousands of matches on Ancestry Mm -hmm. as opposed to 23andMe, which it might be like over a thousand, but it's not as much as I have on Ancestry. I have a shitload on Ancestry. Ancestry. I should do that. Yeah. And I go through and because you can put people into groups and I put each person that matches with my mom into a group and then each I've gone through person by person putting them into a group like oh this person is related to somebody who's related to my mom Mm -hmm. or I can't find a relation to them which I would say 99.9% of the people that I have come across on ancestry has been related to my mom and I do not understand it how is it possible wow it's so weird. I need a genealogist because yeah. I don't get it. I don't get how Yeah, you should you should do something to find that to find that information cuz there has to be people out there. I mean, I know they existed cuz they had my dad, but <laughs> Yeah, but and there's got to be other like cousins and yeah, and uncles or like I don't get it, man. I don't get it. If you're a genealogist, please reach out to me. Yeah. (laughs) 
Because I, I don't understand how everyone on my ancestry DNA match list could be related to my mom. I don't get it. I do not get it. It's so insane. I've gone through thousands of That's people. That's crazy. And I've, and I've redone it. I've done it once and I've done it again because I didn't believe, like I knew that I made a mistake or something the first time because I couldn't believe that so many people were related to my mom, like, and not my dad. Oh man. It was bizarre. Anyway. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's like some services you could reach out to, right? There are, but genealogists are really expensive. Yeah. Like really expensive. Go find me. Go fund me. I'll be yeah. your first donor. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, oh it's my important God. to know your history and it's important to know your family. I just, I just want to know medical history, man. That's all I want to know. Yeah. And it's, it's good if you put that out there. It's like, if you don't want a relationship, that's cool. Just want to, mm-hmm. just want to know my medical history, man. Yeah, exactly. I don't care if you don't want to know me. I just. Just tell me what you got. Tell me about your probs. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Well, so that was anyways. an amazing story. Yay, I'm I glad mean, you liked it. Amazing in the fact, I, you know what I mean. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. Is it a show or a documentary? It's like just a, a documentary, yeah. I'm going to watch it. It's like an hour and a half. So, On yeah. Netflix. On Netflix, baby. Cool. Check it out. It's really good. So yeah, that's it. Cool. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, please review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, Leave please. us some nice words. If you don't have nice words to say, you can always um, email us with any constructive criticism at rabbitholehappyhour at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, you know, we love to chit-chat with you guys. So... Reach out on social media at Rabbit Hole Happier. Rabbit Hole Happier. Can't think of anything else. No, just love you and thanks. Just love you and love you and Bezos and Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, he saw the Jeff kisses. All right, bye. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>